Welcome to the season two premiere of Checked or Wrecked. Yes, I'm your co-host. Just kidding. I'm your host. Yes. My name is Gabe. Also backwards, that means e-bag. Yes, Just sir. a little fun fact for you guys. Uh, e-bag Cypress with my co-host Robin Hood Riley. Riley be out here stealing all our Dogecoin and AMC trades. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> we will be so, talking about the NFL offseason, and we will give you some speculations on the upcoming draft. We are excited for this new season, and we will be introducing some new segments. So, Riley, to start off this season two premiere, who were some of the offseason's winners and losers? Before talking- we start with this, before we start, just want to say a big shout out to the Baylor Bears for winning their first national championship yesterday. What a great game that was for them. Shout out to Jared Butler for uh, best player in the game uh, last night. So just a big shout out to all those, hopefully all those fans out there in Waco of ours. So off-season winners and losers. So okay. first we'll talk about like free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I think the biggest like winner was okay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, they re-signed the entire team back. Unheard that won the of. Super they brought Bowl. back all 22 starters. All, yeah. It was 21, but hey, who's counting? It's 22, but okay. Nah, 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 nah. nah. That's <laughs> and then I would say losers. I mean, if we're going for a solo person, I would go uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, that's Deshaun rough. Watson rough. With We his, don't want to speculate, but we yeah, just, those 19, it's rough right now. It's on hold. 19 accusations, that's definitely going to mess with your offseason. So maybe 23 right now. It's crazy. So. Yeah, I mean. Um, I don't want to believe he did it, but. No, nah, I don't so think he did. But um, I would say the Texans also had the worst free agent. I mean, they have what, like five running backs now? Like, like five or six <laughs> yeah. running backs. And yeah. it's like, bro, you, you need more than that. You need wide receivers. You need a defense after J.J. Watt just left. Like you guys are so – it's just bare, very bare. So I think the worst team is going to be like the Texans next year, especially if Deshaun Watson leaves or if these accusations are true then they don't have a quarterback. Right, right. It's, it's going to be bad. Yeah, we'll so see. it is not looking bright for the Texans. Yeah. Um, I definitely echo what you say with the Texans. I think that I think the state of Texas had a really bad offseason because I think the Cowboys also had a terrible offseason as well. Really? Because, yeah, you got the DAC deal done. That's fine that you had to do that. But what else did they actually do? Like, did they bring anybody in for their defense that was one of the worst in the league last year? Number, yeah. It was the worst one against the run. And it was one of the bottom five in the pass against the yeah. pass. And you didn't bring anybody in except for Keanu Neal, who has coming off an ACL and an Achilles. Yeah, that dude's made out of glass. They're going to convert him to linebacker now because he can't run anymore. That's how yeah. bad it got for Keanu Neal. But I, I still bad. think he's a good player. But yeah, the defense is bad. I don't know what they're doing. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can address that in the draft. But I think them and Houston really had terrible off seasons. So um, who do you think? All right, if we're going to just talk about the NFC East real quick. Yeah. Who do you think is the biggest threat in the NFC East right oh, now? Oh, it's it's Washington now. Really? Um, I like Kenny Galladay, the Giants. I think the Giants are good, especially if Saquon. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be between the Giants and the yeah. Washington football team. I, know, I like think the, the last, Washington football team will take it. The last four years were like, oh, man, is it Cowboys? Is it Eagles? And now we're talking about Washington and the Giants because that's, that's how it is now. Yeah. Um, but Washington bringing in Curtis Samuel and um, getting Ryan Fitzpatrick to – to kind of be there, they're solid leader and they're solid. Dude, that guy's electric. He's electric. You know, they were talking about um, what should we call it? If he makes a Pro Bowl this year, then he can also try to almost make it into the Hall of Fame. So, regardless, people are gonna vote, try to vote him into the Pro Bowl, so he can make it to the Hall of Fame. 
I don't think he's gonna make it to the Hall of Fame. But bro, if he did, I'll get a tattoo on my back of Ryan Fitzpatrick. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be legendary. But he's got Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas. It's it's a pretty good offense now, and their defense is legit. So, I I would pick Washington if I had to to bet on it. But um, I think I'll ask you this question, Gabe. Who do you think was the biggest move of free agency? Like, what free agent signing you think is gonna have the most impact? Dude, I mean. The biggest move, I, I got to stick with the Buccaneers because, like, the thing is, is like what one player? I'm just talking one, about player, one player that's gonna have the most. Impact. I would say, dang, dude, that's. I mean, okay, I would go with one one of two players, and they're both on defensive end. Either Shaquille Barrett, okay, Re-signing I think him. he's like the staple of that defense. Okay, or Unique Ngakwe to the Raiders. The, okay. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I think that uh, I think if you look at the like uh, free agency signings, I saw, I think it was with, uh, I can't remember. I think it was house of highlights or something that posted it or no, it was bleacher report. And they said that um, unique Ngakwe was like the third best signing in free agency and they got him for cheap too. And he's going to, yeah, he only got, we only got for a two year deal. So he's going to be trying to fight for that uh, big contract and Shaquille, Shaquille Barry got paid. Yep, and so be. he, but he's, he brings that energy too. Yep. You see him on the field, he's all over, he's fast. Yep. So I definitely, if I had to choose between them, I would say that Yannick Ngakwe is going to have more f- star power because the Raiders have a terrible defense. So right. he's going to show out more than I think Shaquille Barrett will. So I'll go with Yannick Ngakwe. Yeah. For me, it's, it's Bud Dupree to the Titans. I know that mm. sounds like a weird one, but Tennessee last year had no pass rush. They were, I think they were 28th in the league in generating pass rush last year. Yeah, we're talking about a playoff team that still made the playoffs. With yeah, no pass rush because Jadavian Clowney was obviously a bust in the with Tennessee. Huge bust. And Jarrell Casey left to Denver, and Harold Landry got hurt, so they had no pass rush. Mm-hmm. But Dupree is super good. Like you saw mm-hmm. when he went out for the the Steelers, you know, T.J. Watt couldn't get a lot anymore. You know, couldn't get all the pressures he was getting because yeah, but Dupree's not there to loosen up the left side. Well, yeah, he's extremely elusive and just super fast. Really good, really powerful. I think him going to Tennessee. And then getting Harold Landry back and having that defense, that's going to be so big for Tennessee. Um, yeah. And I, so I think him. And then I also I agree with the the um, the unique Ngakwe point as well. Yeah. Because you're right. The Raiders don't have pass rush outside of Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. So you're going to help Max Crosby out a lot by getting him unique Ngakwe, who's one of the best strip sack artists in the league. Yeah, right that up there guy. With Chandler Jones and T.J. Watt when he's healthy. Yeah, that guy will strip really you down good. to your undies. Dude, like seriously, like seriously, like when he was with the Ravens for like two games last year, he still forced like a four like two forced fumbles in those like three or four. That and he's just there. he's got a huge wingspan, dude. Right. He can get around he, the quarterback. That's why he's yeah, strip, dude. Yeah. He's so a I think freaking, that's a big move for them. Yeah, he's a giant propeller. And you're right. And I that's kind of talking into my next point we were talking about is like the biggest bargain bin deal. And I think that's one of them is unique mm-hmm. in Broadway, because you're right. That's that's not a lot of money to pay for a guy that can potentially like change your defense exactly you know, change the culture too yeah and i also think aj green's another bargain bin move for arizona oh I think, yeah dude because yeah i mean deandre hopkins is obviously in my opinion the best receiver in football oh yeah and aj no green doesn't have to feel the pressure anymore he doesn't have to feel like oh i'm the number one i have to go i need to be the guy so, yeah i can learn even learn from deandre hopkins who's younger than him and i can you know play offside of him and you know play with a young quarterback like kyler murray yeah. And succeed. So I think that's another big bargain bin deal. I think AJ Green is just like Larry Fitzgerald and the way that he's always been quiet and he's always been humble. 
Yeah. You know, he's, he's never been that big personality type guy. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like he'll mesh in very well with just that team in general. Yeah, there's not a lot of diva. And so he's, he's, he's not, he's different. not like an Antonio Brown or a Michael right. Thomas that needs to be the diva. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a little cheap shot, but I agree with Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I think, I think that's just a big deal for Arizona. We'll talk a little bit more about them in, in com- upcoming shows, but I think that's a big deal for them. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, who do you think had the biggest value pickup for me? I think it was the Patriots. I think, I think they bought in bulk, like from Costco, like they had a ton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like they had a ton of pickups, like a ton of wide receivers. They got some guys back that they uh, had on uh, defense that sat out that season. They also had people that they sent to the dolphins that are coming back. Right. Right. And uh, they had, they got Nelson Aguilar. Who's the other wide receiver they got? They got Johnny Smith at tight end, which was huge. Yeah. Which is huge. And then they got, what's his name? Hunter Henry too, which was like, so they got last last year they had Ryan Izzo and I don't even remember the other two rookies Devin Asiasi. That's who they had last year. Yeah. So, I mean, a major step up in wide receiver and tight end core. And then you got, um, I don't know. I just think, I think Cam Newton will do good. I just, I think people are really overhyping it, but I mean, if we're going for like value, yeah. I mean, I think that like, I don't know, Bill Belichick did a really good job at like coming out guns a blazing and like helping the overall team. Like he didn't get like star power. Like, Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like Nelson Aguilar had a pretty good season, didn't drop that many balls. Jonu Smith came off a pretty good season. Hunter Henry was like, whatever, but like they all have like high ceilings. Right. So, yeah, I would definitely have to say the Patriots. Yeah, that's a good one. But I think, interestingly enough, I think the Bengals is another team that had a really good kind of value pickups. Um, they brought in my guy, Trey Hendrickson from the Saints, mm. who, who should have been a pro bowler, but obviously didn't happen. But 13 and a half sacks last year. They brought him in. They brought in Mike Hilton at corner. They brought in, um, what's, what's the guy's name? The, the other D tackle, um, Larry Ogunjobi from the Browns. They brought him in. Mm-hmm. They just changed their defense. Their defense was terrible last year. So they're changing their defense, which I, I really like that for Joe Burrow, that he doesn't have yeah. pressure on him, that the defense can actually, you know, create takeaways. Yeah. And they still have Jesse Bates and Von Bell and Geno Atkins. So they still have a good, Core, but I think yeah, the Bengals had some good value pickups. Yeah, uh, yeah. But now, so, Gabe, transitioning oh. to the draft, mm. what's going to happen, Gabe, with these five quarterbacks? Mac Jones going first overall. Okay, no, <laughs> but we're going to give you guys some speculation on these quarterbacks. Um, obviously, we're going to not going to talk about Lawrence because obviously we we all believe he's yeah. Jacksonville. But I think I think he's close? not going to do as good as people think. I think he'll do good. I just okay. don't think he'll like shine like he did at Clemson. Just because, I mean, they don't really have a good offensive line. Yeah, They don't have that great of wide receivers. They're just like a very average team. And you need to have like at least like one good player. Like DJ Shark is like pretty nice. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, that's only one guy. And uh, I mean, they got, uh, what's his name? James, uh, the undrafted free agent, the running back. Oh, Robinson. Yeah. yeah. James Robinson. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, but, he's a good player. Yeah, I would obviously Trevor Lawrence is going to go first. Yeah. Think so what do you Justin think, Fields. So huh? what do you think number so number two quarterback off the board? Who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be like everyone thinks and is it gonna be Zach Wilson? Mm, I don't know, dude. Because the Jets have the third, right? Jets and have the second pick. So second, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Well, they just got rid of Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. So, so I think I think well, and then you gotta you gotta think the the new coach is what's his name? Robert Sala? Yeah, Robert Sala, yeah. 
Yeah. So I think he's going to want a guy that has a lot of energy because I mean, that guy is literally a walking ball of testosterone. <laughs> he is. So I could see, honestly, I could either, I don't think they're going to get Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson's too conservative. I think he's either going to go Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Interesting. I, so, I sincerely doubt Trey Lance, but I'm yeah, I mean, of- I just like, I feel like, Trey Lance brings a lot of energy, and I feel like Robert Saylot looks for that. But, I mean, if we're going off of just, like, draft capital, I would definitely, like, the safer pick is definitely Justin Fields for sure. Okay. So, yeah. for me, this, there's two ways you can look at this. You can look at what I would do and what I think the Jets will do. Okay. If I were the Jets, I would 100% take Justin Fields if I were yeah. the Jets. I agree. But I know – <laughs> what we've seen with the Jets is they're terrible at picking players. Yeah. I would not be shocked if they took Mac Jones at number two and they bought no in. I'm not saying Mac way, Jones is going to be terrible. Dude. I'm not going to say Mac Jones is going to be bad. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if they bought into all this hype that he's getting. No. You know, the Tom Brady hype. He's the Peyton Manning kind of guy. No. They're going to take him. That's, if I had to put money, I think they would take Mac Jones. But if I were the Jets, I would take Justin Fields. I think he's the second best quarterback in this draft. So I would take Justin Fields. Yeah, no, I nah, dude. I feel like the only reason why Robert Salah took the job is to have like like more than enough control to be able to control like who he gets on his team from the draft. Gotcha. Cause no no coach is gonna go there and just be like, Oh yeah, I'll leave it up to the GM seeing their past. So he's like, I'll sign there just as long as I get to pick who the quarterback is gonna be for our team. Yeah, because he wants his name written all over it. But the GM uh, Joe Douglas, he's not gonna he's not gonna fall for that. He's gonna want his input into that. And he's yeah. I mean, you you look at Robert Saylaw. He's he's a big personality. He's a big personality. He's a guy that you don't want to go against. So I want to change the culture. But um, I I sincerely believe they'll take Mac Jones. What? So if you're a bottom line pick, you think they'll take Justin Fields 100%? Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's between Justin Fields and it's be, um Trey Lance. Okay. So If they if they want to go like energy and like gunslinger, I'd go Trey Lance. If you want a guy that's like a safe pick that's also fast and just like, you know, a safer pick, I would definitely go Justin Fields for sure. Right. And then I I believe that Zach Wilson will go to San Francisco at number yeah, three. Yeah, I agree. I think Kyle Shanahan loves sense. his white quarterbacks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and we're going to talk about this in another segment. We'll talk about that whole Ow. breakdown of that San Francisco uh, the draft day trade. But um, yeah, I think 100% they'll get Zach Wilson. Um, then the interesting part is where is the next two quarterbacks going to go? Because we were talking about this earlier, Gabe. I mean, I don't see Cincinnati or Atlanta taking it. But Atlanta has also said that they're willing to trade down which I can see. I think they should. No, nah, I think I think Atlanta's going to um I think Atlanta's going to try to switch it up. I think they're going to go back to their Michael Vick days and go for Trey Lance. Oh, okay, you think they're going to take Trey Lance yeah. at 4? I oh, think yeah. So I think I think they're going to this is my thing. I kind of gave it some thought. I know you, uh the Broncos are sold on Drew Locke. But I also feel like they need to apply some heat under them. So I think one thing that could happen is the Falcons switch their fourth pick Mm. for the Broncos, and the Broncos go for Trey Lance. Interesting. Because I don't don't think that Drew Locke's it. I think Drew Locke is like a a mediocre backup, dude, because he – like you see him on the field, he literally – he gets in his own head. He's got 
the ability to throw downfield, but he gets in his own head. Once he throws one pick, dude, it's over for him. And so I feel like I, I think they might go that route. That's like my like far out theory, but I think that that's a route that they could go for sure. Gotcha. For yeah. me, as I said, I think obviously Lawrence won. I think Jones will go two. I think Wilson goes three. And then I was, I had so many thoughts on what's going to happen next. Cause I don't think, I think Atlanta will trade out eventually. I don't know who they're going to trade out to. That's the question. Yeah. And you bring up a good point with Denver possibly being the team that trades up to mm-hmm. apply pressure to Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I have a weird suspicion that Atlanta might take a quarterback. I, I don't know. I think yeah. that. I think, they, they, I think it would be smart for them to get a quarterback. I don't think they yeah. should get uh, Pitts or Jamar Chase. Yeah. I, I think it would be a waste because you already have Calvin Ridley. You got Julio Jones. We've seen what your good offenses can do. It gets you 6 and 10. I mean, that's what it happens. So you want to get yeah. better and go 8 and – well, now with 17 games, you go 8 and whatever, right? You go 8 and 9 now instead of 8 and 8. 8 and 9, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I think Atlanta should trade out, but – if they do stay in that spot, I think you got to take a quarterback. I think this yeah. draft class is too top heavy for you not to take one. Yeah. You know, this is the best time to, to take a quarterback. Oh, for sure. And if I'm them, I would take Justin Fields hundred percent. He's an Atlanta kid. He played at Georgia just down the road in Athens in Georgia, at the University of Georgia. I think that would be before he obviously traded to Ohio state. Yeah. I was about to he, say, <laughs> he, he started his career at Georgia and then he transferred to Ohio state. So he's from the area. He knows that area. He knows that community. I think that would be a smart pick for them is to take Justin Fields if they if they stay in the spot and yeah then I think Trey Lance will end up falling all the way down um probably I think you're right about Denver taking him potentially yeah at number I, would, nine. I don't think he's gonna fall I think Denver's gonna have to trade up no I think he's gonna get taken at nine because really is not gonna take anybody at eight now with Sam I don't think I you doubt know, Miami bro. takes a quarterback, and Cincinnati is not going to. So I honestly, I don't know, bro. Uh, Trey Lance is freaking nice, dude. Trey and Lance, I feel like I think has the biggest bust potential, but he also has the high one of the highest ceiling. Oh yeah, dude. As well, he's got a he's got a low floor and a high ceiling. You could go both ways. Because oh, yeah. so. again, it's the whole Carson Wentz ordeal that he played at North Dakota State, which is in the FCS. It's not an FBS school. Yeah, again, pretty lower i'm not gonna say they're bad players but they're lower class players than what you're playing in the sec and the ACC. yeah it's not yeah you're not playing, playing against up, like yeah, the dak prescott's of college right. and right so you're, you're reggie bushes and all those crazy players you're playing right. against like walter jr Joe cool who plays who works at the gas station down the street yeah, you know, right. so you're playing against, <laughs> yeah. yeah pumping so, your uh, gas, it's just a different yeah. thought but he is nice and you can see all the potential that's oh there. yeah 100 percent that's just my opinion on these quarterbacks, though. Yeah. So, okay, we're moving to Sam Darnold. So, this trade happened yesterday. Yeah, this is big. And uh, so, the fallout, what do you think uh, – who do you think won that trade? Um, is, it, is this good for Darnold or the Jets? Well, first, I'm going to say that I, I think the Jets won this trade because I think the whole thing with Sam Darnold was as much as we like and we believe in him, we need to move on. So mm-hmm. – as much as we think that, it, oh, if we can get him the right pieces, we can make him really good. And we picked him number three and we want to keep him. I think they're like, oh, man, this is weighing over our heads. We want to take a quarterback, but we still got Sam. But trading him away and getting draft capital, mm-hmm. now you can focus on getting your quarterback of the future. Yeah. So well, in the, next, in the next two rounds, they have seven, I think, first-round picks. They're going to have a lot of um, high-round picks for themselves the yeah. next two years. So that's a good thing for them because they have the Seahawks pick. 
they have from the Jamal Adams trade. Yeah, from have, Jamal Adams. And now they have the second round pick for next year, and they've got another first round um, in in uh, 2023, I think Ew. it would be. So oh. I think that's a good thing for the Jets, that they have the draft capital, and they mm-hmm. don't have to worry about Sam Darnold competing mm-hmm. with a young quarterback. They can just yeah. focus on their young quarterback, who I think will be Mac Jones, or maybe it'll be Zach Wilson. But I think that's good for the Jets. Um, but I think it was also kind of a mutually – beneficial trade because sam darnold gets a change of scenery yep he gets to go play with better weapons by far than he had with the jets he gets to play with he gets to reunite with robbie anderson who we were talking about this he had his best year with robbie anderson when he yeah a thousand yards he's a good Mm -hmm. player dj moore's a thousand yard receiver mccaffrey's definitely a top three running back so you've got weapons there's no more excuses though yeah so it's not like oh i'm a terrible franchise i can't do anything here you know you got the weapons you have to go compete now. So put up or shut up. I think, yeah, I think a lot of pressure is heaped on Sam Darnold now, but I think mm-hmm. it's good for both teams. Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, I have another question to add on to that. Um, so where do you think uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to go? Do you think he's going to stay with the Panthers or do you think they're going to cut him? Do you think they're going to trade him? I think, I think they're going to look for a trade partner, but at the end of the day, I think they're going to be, I think they'll keep him. I think at the end of the day, they have to keep him. I don't think anyone's going to want to trade for him. Houston can't. Houston's the one location I think he could go, but Houston can't until they know what Deshaun Watson's doing. So yeah. they can't do it. Like, Houston's literally in a stalemate right now because they have no idea. They can't even get the trade to go through with Deshaun when he was not under investigation. And mm-hmm. now he's under investigation. So yeah, I don't see how you can trade anybody there. So that would be the only thing. Pittsburgh's maybe a dark horse because Ben's playing one more year and that's it but yeah and you don't really have an immediate answer but i mean so. teddy bridgewater's not even a long term he's yeah, like he's a, he's a bridge he's like a fill in the gap he's a bridge quarterback so yeah i love teddy because he played for the saints and i i he gave us everything he had and i love teddy i wouldn't even mind seeing him back on the saints somehow but we already have two quarterbacks so i don't really see it happening but yeah i mean for me i, I agree with you 100 percent. like sam darnold uh gets a new um like he gets a new scenery and even like they saw a video of him, like of his friends congratulating him. Yeah. He looked um, happy. Yeah, no, he looked really excited. And so I think he'll do good. Um, I, what do you, I what just, do you see them going with? I don't, I don't see them going any more than. I think they'll win nine games, and, seven and 10. I don't really see them. Going nine games nine. max for sure. Yeah. Maybe nine and eight if they get lucky, but yeah. But as a Saints um, fan, I'm not even really threatened. I just, no, no, they're not. It's not a big deal. I've never deal. been a Sam Darnold. The fan. only thing is, is they could also be that team where it's like, yeah, everyone underestimates them, and all of a sudden they just show out one game, and then they just like ruin your whole streak. They still don't have an offensive line. That's the issue. And yeah, the, I feel like they're going to be the Jets of last year, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna suck, but it's like if you underestimate them, they're gonna swipe oh, yeah, you yeah. from underneath. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't underestimate the Panthers. That, that's a uh, it's still a good team. I mean, yeah, no, for sure. Um, so talking about the San Francisco draft trade, why did they do it? Which quarterback is it for? And fallout for Philadelphia and Miami. All right. So we were kind of hitting at this earlier. Yeah. Why do you think San Francisco did this? I think that San Francisco did this because they're not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't care what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan say. I think they're not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo at all. I think they believe – I know Kyle Shanahan knows that the best ability is availability, and Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been available for them in the two years he's been here. Yeah. He's been hurt. He's been inconsistent. And you can say, oh, he got him to a Super Bowl. That was their defense, their run game. That was 
pretty much everything but Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, no, opinion. I mean, Jimmy G barely threw the ball. Like, and he did it was terrible all Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. He had two terrible turnovers in that fourth Yeah, quarter. and he overthrew it. Like, overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, who was – or I don't even know if it was Emmanuel Sanders. but It, it was, was Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, who was going down the streak there, and he completely overthrew him. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think that's their guy. I think Kyle Shanahan, who is – arguably the best offensive mind in the league as far as calling plays and scheming up plays. He's one of the best. I think he wants a mm-hmm. quarterback with ability. Mm-hmm. And I think he literally like lies awake at night and drools at the thought of getting Zach Wilson. So I think that, yeah. I think they're trying to throw out smoke that they're going to take somebody else. And they talk the jets into taking Mac Jones. So mm-hmm. they can get Zach Wilson. I think no way, bro. <laughs> I think that's who they want is Zach Wilson. Oh, my gosh. And that's the weird thing. I think they probably tried to trade for the second pick, but the Jets wouldn't budge, which I don't I don't blame them. Yeah. But they got the third pick, and so now they have to have a backup plan in mind. If they don't have Zach Wilson there, then it's it's probably Fields, in my opinion. But I know he wants a mobile they're quarterback. Good. They're going to get a good quarterback regardless. I think he wants a mobile quarterback who is conservative with the ball, and I think Justin Fields fits that mold pretty well. He doesn't mm. turn the ball over very much. He's mobile. Mm-hmm. very athletic yeah four four so if i was them i would take justin fields if he's there but mm-hmm. i i speculate that it'll be zach wilson okay yeah i i mean i agree with you jimmy garoppolo from the get-go was extremely overhyped yep. and the only reason why he was on a quarterback team is for his looks <laughs> and, okay <laughs> yeah no i mean um when you have a face like that they could change a franchise but they'll still make you lose football games. But, I mean, you look at their team, bro. When they went to the Super Bowl, like you said, it was their defense. Yep. They had Nick Boza, right. Solomon Thomas, Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. Quan Alexander. They had, like, a ton of pieces. And Fred it's like, Warner. Hey, yeah, how are you, how are you going to so lose good. with that team? Like, you would right. literally have to, like, put blindfolds on them. Yeah. And it's just, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, just – you could just tell he he either just doesn't look at the playbook yeah. <laughs> or he just like gets scared on the field because yeah. he doesn't want to get hit or like he just like is like probably like either drunk or high yeah. on the field. Like it's, it's one of those. We legitimately saw Kyle Shanahan call two straight games against the Vikings and the Packers and he threw the ball like 20 times. Yeah. Why do you think that happens? Because he doesn't trust him. Yeah, no, 100%. He most runs crazy like for like 200 yards in both those games and that's how they got to the Super Bowl. He threw like literally like six passes in the first yeah, game no, like it's, 10 in the next one. It was insane, dude. So yeah. it's not him. And then the quarterback. Um, Who do you think it's for? Like, why do you think they actually traded this for this? What I think I think it's for? still Zach Wilson. I still – I, I agree. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I think Zach Wilson's a great uh, pickup for them. I think Justin Fields is great. I think Zach Wilson – it's really hard, I feel like, to miss – like yeah, uh, with that high of a pick, here. I don't think you can. I think Lance is the toughest one, but again, he's got all this crazy ability, and yeah. can you know mold Trey Lance as Kyle Shanahan. So, yeah. And then, what about the fallout for Philadelphia and Miami? Yeah, I think I don't know what Philadelphia is doing. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, they were in the sixth spot, and I was like, okay, at six, you could get Jamar Chase. Maybe you could get maybe Devonte Smith. Yeah, could really help Jalen Hurts out. Wide receiver. Because yeah. I mean. Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts at least have some rapport because they played together at Alabama. At least, even though you know Jalen was a backup, they got reps together. They know each other. So I was like, yeah. okay, that makes sense to me. But then they trade out and then all the way down to 11. I don't know what yeah. they're thinking. Um, so I think Philadelphia is the biggest loser of this three-team 
kind of mix up because they go to 11 and they really didn't get anything like crazy. They got a couple more extra picks at the bottom, but yeah, I think you had to be in the top to get one of those two good receivers or get Kyle Pitts or whoever, but they're not going to get any of those guys now. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I think for Miami, it was more of, Hey, we're not going to take a quarterback at three because we have Tua. We believe in Tua. So we're going to trade back and still get a good weapon for him. Yeah. And I a hundred percent believe that's for Devonte Smith because when did Tua have his most success in college at Alabama with Devonte Smith? Yeah. So I think, no, I mean, yeah, no, for sure. Wide receiver has always been a problem for the Philadelphia Eagles. The only guy they had that was half decent was Deshaun Jackson. And then yeah, they had Alshon for one year. That was yeah. good. And then Rieger, Rieger has his days. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. But yeah, the Eagles have like nothing at receiver right now. Like they really don't have anything. Yeah. So I, I don't understand them trading down because they're going to miss out on both of those kids. So I think Miami would be smart to take Devonte Smith there at six, which I think that's a good move for Miami because they're not going to take a quarterback at three. And mm-hmm. you still have your option to take Jamar or Devonta at six. Yeah. I think Miami did a good job there. And then again, San Francisco trading up to three was necessary to get one of these quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, uh, I have a alternative question for you then Riley. Okay. <clears throat> Besides your own head coach in the NFL, what coach would you want to have for your team? Oh, if I like pick one of the other head yeah, coaches. Yeah, if you had to pick another head coach, which I coach would Sean you pick? I don't have Sean Payton. Who would I Yeah, want? you can't pick Sean Payton. Okay. Oh, that's tough because Andy Reid's so good and Bill Belichick's a different style. Like if I was a player or if I'm like um, as a fan? No, you're a GM. Oh, I'm a GM and I'm picking the next head coach. Yeah, all of them are up for grabs. All of them are up for grabs. That's a good one. You know what? Honestly, I would, I would still take um, Sean McVay. I know that he's had his ups and downs, but I think he's such a brilliant offensive mind. And he's a young really? coach. Really? I did not expect that. I like Sean McVay a lot. I, I think I would take Sean McVay. Okay. I think I would go with uh, the Browns head coach. Really? You go with yeah. um, Kevin Stefanski? Yeah. I, I kind of dislike – he's a young guy. Yeah. And I feel like he's easy to build rapport with. Mm. And so I feel like he it would either be him, Sean McDermott, or I would like to go – nah, I was going to say Pete Carroll, but Pete Carroll's – Sean McDermott's old. a good one, yeah. Yeah. I'd either go with them. Or Adam Gase. Or – yeah, dude. <laughs> nah, or I'd go Brian Flores. Ooh, that's another good one too. Yeah, I, I, but I would definitely go with Kevin Stefanski. Gotcha. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. But I – oh, yeah, I'm going to go – I'm still going to stick with Sean McVay. I like, I like the idea of Brian Flores though. Yeah. I might go with um, – what's his name? Who's the um, – Wow, man, what was his name? Mike Rabel? No, no, no. He used to be the Bengals coach. He also Hugh used Jackson. to be the Raiders coach. Hugh Jackson, bro. That's who I want. Or Marvin Lewis, are you thinking of? No, I'm thinking of Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, that's, yeah. That's who I want. Hugh He's the offensive mind. Yeah, dude. Coach him to 0-16. <laughs> no. It's not bad. Yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs> hey, at least he's got heart. That's heart. <laughs> 0-16's heart. Oh, my gosh. Well... Ladies, gents, cows, cowdets, um, <laughs> thank you for another podcast. Uh, thank you for listening to our podcast. Also, we uh, just designed our first stickers, and we're going to uh, be setting it up for a website, and we're going to try to send out our stickers. Or if you know anyone that has a podcast that would like uh, to have our stickers, then they could post it on their podcast. 
we definitely send it out to them. But uh, yeah, if you guys ever want to buy our stickers, just DM us and just send us your address and we'll uh, send them to you guys. But like always, guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. And we enjoy making these for you. And uh, we can't wait to continue with season two. Uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, basketball. We're going to start getting into some basketball. We're going to be doing roasting Riley, grilling Gabe. We got some segments coming up for you we guys. We got some juicy stuff coming up, boys and girls and cows and <laughs> <laughs> everything else. So, anyways, guys, uh, have a good morning, afternoon, and night. This is Red Robin Riley and Ebag Gabe signing yes, off. <laughs>